What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, March 12th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. Oh, what's good, Greg? The Division 2, Andrea. Oh my gosh, yeah. it is so good. Are, Barrett, you played, and Andrea, you played. We were all playing together last night. What a time to be alive. I'm so excited How for today. How tired are you? How tired are you? I'm pretty tired. Yeah. I played for... 10 hours yeah, you played. You, you texted me at like 9 in the morning. Like, servers <laughs> are alive. I was like, fucking stupid job. So did you just play all day? I did. Oh, I did take a couple breaks. I had to finish editing um, a video for, for What's Good. Uh -huh. And I had to do some Photoshop graphics work and sure, some sure, other sure. stuff. You know, some like, of your, some like of your work. Job. Yeah, yeah, some of your work. Had to get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, God, I can't wait to get back to it. Is that, is that annoying kind of game where it's all I can think about? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, God, now I got to do all this dumb stuff. And yeah, it's that Kevin. race to the end game. But yeah. even now, you can see the strongholds on the map that yeah. are going to open up sure. once you hit end game. Right. So it looks like they've pre-built in a pretty big tale of content, which is obviously a lot of lessons learned from the first of the division. So yeah. really exciting. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to get deeper into it. It's been interesting, though, as I feel since I, I feel committed to this one for quite a while. And so I haven't felt the like with division one. It was very much like I was. I want to get to level cap. I want to get to level cap. I want to get to level cap. And like, it, I felt like it was a drag at times to go back and play like, you know, earlier missions that you've already done. But like last night, I'd already done a whole bunch and then jumping back in with, you know, Fran, Barrett, and Kevin to run through those with them and go, it was like, I'm going to be here forever. I don't mind doing it. You know? Yeah, no exactly. Uh, Andrea? Yes, Greg. Is Halo Infinite going to be a games this service? Is the Apex Legends Battle Pass dropping today? We'll answer these because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to oh, damn it, know about. <laughs> I was so excited to have it figured out. I came to me this morning on how to get the bullet points in and natural thing. So, uh, every so we need day. to get a shot collar. No, no, no more need. And, and nerdy video games you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you go there, you can submit your questions, comments, concerns, bad PSN names, everything else in the video game, son. Then you can tune in to watch us record it live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special <laughs> job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later. On YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames and RoosterTeeth.com, as well as everybody listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you. Remember, we're going to Kansas City, end of the month, March 30th. Flying Saucer Emporium. If you want to, that's you can get in there without a pass or anything. If you want to go the extra mile, we're doing Comic Con, uh, Planet Comic Con panels. You can go there, see Nick interview Henry Winkle, Winkler, see me interview Mick Foley, see me on the Superman panel, see Tim interview the Power Rangers, see Andy on the Kind of Funny panel. I don't know how he got to do nothing at this thing, but that's how it's working. Barry, are you coming? Um, I wasn't invited. Fake fan. Fake fan. You know? Can't even get out there to I support the people. I know how it feels, Barrett. I know how it feels. Thanks, oh, Andrea. you'll be at PAX East. Somebody's got to go carry it's the true. kind of funny I'll flag there. I'll be at PAX. Come see me in Boston. When's your What's Good panel? So the What's Good panel is Thursday, March 28th at 6.30 p.m. in the Bobcat Theater. Nice. And then the What's Good Games meet and greet will be at 2 p.m on Saturday, March 30th, okay. and it will be an all-ages meet-and-greet for the first time. Bring your kids. Are you bringing your PlayStation? Are you going to play you know, the Division? We are, only because we're immediately going from Boston to Florida to see my in-laws, oh. and they are a little bit older, so they go to bed sure. quite on the early oh, yeah, side, yeah, yeah. so, oh yeah, I'll be playing. Yeah, I'll bring The question is, is, do we bring two PlayStations? John doesn't like games. You know what I mean? <laughs> Last night you and I were playing. We're like, he's "Where's John?" You're like, "Oh, boy. he's doing email." I'm like, "Whatever." It's real easy. Abandon all the responsibilities you have. Taxes? Like, I'm gonna do those now. I get the <laughs> f out of my way. 
Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers today. They're Mohammed, Mohammed, Tom Bach, and Blackjack. We're also brought to you by Hims, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Thank you. Number one is Halo Infinite going to be a game as a service. This is from Steve Watts over at GameSpot. Halo Infinite appears prime to get its big debut at E3 2019, but it may be a very different kind of game. Comments from Kiki Wolfkill, the head of Halo Transmedia at 343, has added more reason to believe that the studio is imagining this as an ongoing game or live service. Quote, we have to be able to change content quickly, Wolfkill told Fortune's Brainstorm Design Conference. Said at, I guess not told. Quote, we can't afford to wait three years every time we drop a new product and have it be a black box because the games kids are playing are changing every week. The reference to the three-year development cycle as outdated, paired with the title of Halo Infinite itself, would seem to suggest that Microsoft and 343 are planning this entry as an ongoing game of some sort. That would also make sense alongside her reference of the games that kids are currently playing. It sounds like a reference to games like Fortnite, which issues regular challenge updates and new equipment between its large seasonal updates. Wolfkill also referenced, quote, having a set of rules that people can engage with and buy into for years to come, end quote. As the head of Transmedia, Wolfkill's focus is how to tell different kinds of Halo stories across a variety of media. That means she may not be directly involved in game development, but she probably is planning other media and storytelling that takes advantage of the story established in Halo Infinite. That can mean we see, re- we see stories regularly updating in the game and continuing through other media, or crisscrossing through both. The studio recently had to respond to concerns about microtransactions following a job posting. Uh, It has also specified that it will not have paid loot boxes. This news comes as Halo head of franchise development Frank O'Connor has recently confirmed that Halo Infinite will hit PC and Xbox One rather than wait for next-gen consoles. Andrea, what's your read? I mean, sink or swim here, right? Like, they have have to join the party. It I, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Tim forever has been saying a, a Halo Battle Royale. And the, even for me, I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting and exciting. And so many people can wrap their head around. The, they have so many fond memories of Halo uh, multiplayer. Yeah, well, I mean, if, King of the Hill was one of the most popular Halo modes, right? Yeah, so. Blood Gulch. I can say buzzwords <laughs> I've heard through Red versus Blue, too. <laughs> I think that Microsoft wants to be able to pivot quickly going into the next generation of hardware. Obviously, as you just stated, Frank O'Connor has said that this is going to come out on um, Xbox One. And why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it come out on both Xbox One, whatever Xbox has coming next because of where it's positioned in the generation cycle? But as far as like a game of service, I think it's the way that developers are figuring out how to do ongoing post-launch content to keep those players invested in the ecosystem that they've spent so much money sure. and time building. Sirens and why not, or... right? Yeah. I think we're seeing a lot of people doing it correctly and doing it the right way and keeping people engaged. I love to point to Assassin's Creed Odyssey as like yeah. a really great sure. um, p- kind of poster child for a single player game yeah. that was able to keep their community engaged throughout you know the post-launch season. Still are. Right, exactly. Yeah. And obviously Fortnite is the kind of poster child yeah, for course. multiplayer. Yeah. So I think you know if they can strike a balance between making a really meaningful campaign since that's always been part of Halo's history, yeah. while also, you know, staying true to their multiplayer roots, they could have something really special. I'll need you fact checking me on this and kinda of funny.com slash you're wrong if you don't know. But that was the deal with Halo five as well. Didn't they make a lot of uh, they made a big deal. I, th- I remember talking to, I think, David L- Ellis at E3 one year about the fact that they were doing post-launch, like, here, we're giving Halo stories. We're 
we're continuing. There's going to be multiplayer, obviously, but we're giving you first person or not first person. We're giving you actually story based content that you need to get back to. I don't recall I the single player post launch content for okay. Halo Five. Yeah. Probably because I was pretty disappointed with the single mm-hmm. player content sure. in Halo Five. Sure. Clearly, multiplayer stood out as it always does. But I love Halo campaigns, and I was just not wowed by Halo Five's campaign yeah. and the direction narratively that they took. So. We'll see what they do with Infinite. If, I mean, Infinite sounds like, I mean, you're you're right. You sink or swim, right? And I do think when you're Microsoft and you're thinking about how to bring people to your console and your games and have them never leave, you think about what exclusives you do have and what exclusives do matter. And Halo does matter. So if they can come out and they can, like you're saying, deliver a great Halo story and then also give you great Halo multiplayer and a great Halo battle royale and give you so many bells and whistles. And, you know, we always talk about these games of service like a buffet, right, where you can come in and what do you feel like that day? And if it is that, you know, three times a year they drop these meaty story campaign beats that you can go through and play with your friends. Awesome. They're updating this. They're giving you a reason to. There's new cosmetics for, you know, uh, Master Chief or whoever your Spartan is each and every day. It makes a lot of sense. And it would be, I think, a great way to get people back into the Xbox community if they drifted. If it was, hey, it is the Halo gameplay you know, love. It feels like Halo. It is giving you Blood Gulch memories and King of the Kill. I've run out of things I know from Halo. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Nanobiologist uh, on, on kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong says Halo 4 received post launch content related to story but was in the form of Spartan Ops that is what I was looking for thank you Halo 5 only received multiplayer updates perfect thank you uh, speaking of multiplayer updates Neg Greg way man I'll tell you what it's only going to get worse as I stay up later <laughs> and later playing Division 2 let's see how we feel on Friday uh, number two on the rubber report is a new Apex Legend character coming and did it just get leaked Jesse Wade at IGN has a summary a new Apex Legends character has potentially leaked online, according to user Shrugtel on Twitter as of Tuesday morning. User at Shrugtel found the image on EA servers, which included details of the character named Octane, and reported that will be uh, and reported that it was taken down after 10 minutes. The background itself is still live, without any of the text and the URL for the image. That that mentions the season one battle pass for Apex Legends. Uh, when I got into the uh, Kind of funny male Gilly Brums, frequent contributor, had mentioned the fact that there was this rumor that the season one battle pass could drop today after Respawn announced it would be launching its first major content drop sometime in March. Andrea, do you believe it? Sure. On the EA servers, this little this little image of this guy throwing up his fingers. I mean, why not? It, they've had a, a really good, you know, couple of weeks post-launch. Yeah. Barry, can you it's pull it time up? to, you know, give another shot of adrenaline into that ecosystem before yeah. Fortnite overtakes them yet again. Yeah. You know, because... With their new season, their new drops. I saw their Fortnite's adding a hamster ball you can get in yeah. and drive around and stuff. That's the thing. And that's how these games as service works is that there is something, right? Every day, a new reason, a new, every week, a new reason to turn it on. Well, and I think that they're anticipating a, maybe a, a slight dip with people checking out the division at least mm. for the first couple of weeks sure. since that is a multiplayer focused game as well that does have you know a revamped pvp component yeah so i mean obviously battle royale is its own genre but yeah release more stuff have more pr beats more reasons for people to go to your subreddit big daddy bear showing it throwing it up here so this is what the character looks like if you are a viewer at home you can see it's got the apex legends background there and then he looks like he kind of looks like a, a borderlands character to me yeah right? he, a psycho. he looks like a cross between a psycho and 
the guy with the falcon with the weird hair whose name is just completely blanking from my mind right now. Uh, Barrett, if you go back and then you actually click on, just show all this, show the IGN article. We already gave him credit. What's up, Jesse Wade? And click on the Twitter user Shrug Toll there, that hyperlink at the very top. Mordecai. Right That's there. Thank you. And then this this will show you when you throw it up the text that was originally on the image that was talking and referencing what seemed to be a battle pass. Right there mm-hmm. you go. And this was, I think, confirming a little bit more that maybe this is real. Maybe it's about to pop. We'll see. Maybe this is old news by the time you get it. And I just wasted your time. If so, I hope you enjoyed my voice. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Apex Legends, obviously so strong out of the gate. Andy still streams it every night, it seems. Still so popular. This is obviously key to a games as a service, right? And making it relevant over and over again. It's dropping cool stuff and keeping the audience happy. Yeah. That is correct, Greg. Th- thank you. I just want, I wanted your approval. <laughs> Number three. Uh, we t- briefly talked about this yesterday. And I'm glad you came in with the clarification. Yesterday, at the very end, I was like, oh, yeah. And the Hollywood Reporter says uh, the Fortnite dance lawsuits are dropped, but they may come back. And I didn't understand why. Andrew Renee came through today with the Polygon article by Austin Goslin. Uh, Fortnite dance lawsuits dismissed after new Supreme Court ruling. Stick with me, everybody. Law firm Pierce Brainridge has dismissed five of its copyright lawsuits against Epic Games over dances in Fortnite, it announced in a news release. The decision to dismiss the suits comes as a result of the Supreme Court's decision last week in Fourth Estate Public Benefit Court versus WallStreet.com, which changes the traditional understanding of process in copyright suits. Quote, Previously, plaintiffs could file copyright infringement lawsuits as soon as they applied for a registration with the Copyright Office. Now, plaintiffs have to wait for the Copyright Office to act on that application before filing suit, which, as a result of its backlog, can sometimes take many months, the law firm said in a statement about the lawsuits. Because the suits were originally filed immediately after the plaintiffs applied for copyrights on the dances, all have been dismissed for the time being. Uh, this, of course, includes <laughs> the Fresh Prince dance, the Orange Shirt Kid dance, Backpack Guy, uh, Millie, whoever, all those people. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, there's no guarantee that the U.S. Copyright Office will actually approve the registrations, however. The process for copywriting dance moves in the U.S. is extremely murky. According to U.S. law, you can't actually copyright a dance move, only fully choreographed routines. The difficulty is that there's really nothing to say what the dividing line is between the two. While some of the filings may qualify as choreographed routines, others might not. It's up to the Copyright Office to decide how this affects Fortnite and its popular dance emotes going further. So thank you, Andrea, for giving me a ray of light on what, like, what? It didn't make any sense yesterday when I was reading the headline and the little subtext. It was like, it's done, but for now. I'm like, what? Can you even do this? Stop being, stop threatening people. Government, man. It's so complicated. Why can't it be easy and just say, Fortnite, put whatever you want in your game? Take everything. Because people are greedy, Greg. Are they, they greedy or do, is it their art? Is money. it their art? Is it their art? Like if they did come in and they just stole the, well, not that, we stole those logos. If we stole the, if they stole the kind of funny logo, I'd be like, hey, what the fuck, man? I would, I, I but, mean, but isn't your kind of funny logo trademarked? Exactly. See, that's different. Sure. Good point. That's, this is why they're being thrown out because they don't actually own the copyright for the thing that they're suing that now they I'm own the copyright for. Now I'm caught for. up with what you're saying. Okay, sorry. That's I thought you were just point. blatantly saying or bla- blanket. Um, oh, no. Like if you have intellectual property sure. rights, you should absolutely be paid yeah. for your work. 100% without question. You have a lot of lawyer friends, right? I do. Uh, uh, hey, Barrett. Bring up the come on logo, and I don't mean, and I don't mean, I'm not making a gross joke here. Q U M O N like children's, put that in there. Q U M O N children's, and bring up that oh. fucking logo. You mean Cumon? Cumon? Yeah, well, I think it's come on. It's pretty clear. It's Cumon. It's pretty clear. It's the come on. You mean the tutoring service? Exactly, exactly, exactly. I want you to show this to Andrea, and then show it to the kids. <laughs> show every, show everybody oh, everything, right? 
Because I need I need all the lawyers out there. You know, Cumon was a brand before Kind of Funny was a brand. Did they have True. a blue and white thing with a smiley face before then? It's I doubt it. It's not a smiley face, though. I doubt it. You're right. It's not. It's it's not even a Kind of Funny face. It's a, a, I'm a bored kid trying to study math, reading, and Here's success. Here's the thing about the intricacies of copyright and trademark law is that if you were going to file a trademark, which sure. I assume that your legal team did on behalf of Kind of Funny's I'm sure parent company. I'm sure Nick did. Um, you have to be incredibly specific with the details of what the trademark is for. And the kind of funny signature smiley face yeah. has one winky right. eye. No, 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 no. It's got right? one, it's got like one smiley thing up. You're thinking of the kind of honey's one. The kind of honey's one has oh. one. There's many so variations like, of the, the face. It's the way that the smile goes. Sure. And I'm saying come on's getting pretty close to it. Come on. Everybody Google come on kids. You'll see what I'm saying. Stop. Greg. Number four. It's another Fortnite story. Fortnite is going to in- maybe introducing or is introducing an undo purchase button. This Thank is you, from Barrett. Shabana Arif over at VG247. Uh, Shabana uh, uh, doing a whole bunch of work. I, usually I read from IGN for Shabana, but here we are on VG247. Go get it. Uh, Epic Games has plans to add the new feature. Has planned as the new feature, the undo purchase button, saying it doesn't want to benefit from accidental purchases or have players regret their purchase. The developer shared the update on a Reddit thread created by user SpicyHabanero69, which has to be Fran Mirabella, who discovered <laughs> that the Japanese version of the game has a confirmed purchase screen before players can proceed to fritter their money away. Commoners speculated on the absence of a similar feature in the West, with some suggesting that Epic is deliberately holding it back to scam sausage-figured players. That's a shot at Kevin. This is such a kind of funny story. <laughs> Quote, seeing that it already works in another country just makes them look dishonest and highlights how far they'll go for money, said one such Redditor. It wasn't long before one of the devs came onto the thread to explain that this isn't the case and that an undo button is on its way to the store. Quote, we neither want to add friction for players, nor do we want to benefit from accidental purchases or players regretting a purchase. Our initial solution for this was to add a refund token system. As an ongoing iteration, we are going to introduce an undo button to the store page that allows you to simply refund without using up a token within a five minute time window, assuming you haven't started a match since said purchase. PlayStation 4 in Japan, this is still the quote, PlayStation 4 in Japan is a bit of a special case due to the, the cross slash circle button, meaning different swap, meaning being different swapped by default. And there are being options to reverse the meanings of the buttons. Good on them. Just a heads up, if you were, if you, if yeah. you had fallen into the camp and heard this, that they were greedy. There you go. They're trying to get there. As usual, much like with the Epic Game Store, constantly iterating, and that's the whole thing with Fortnite. Obviously, and its success, right? It's constantly iterating, constantly calibrating on their podcast. Yeah, they have that in the Eververse and Destiny too. Uh, refund button if you bought something and you've changed your mind. Yeah, is there a similar time limit on it? Do you know? I think it's longer than five minutes. Yeah, I think it's like fifteen minutes, gotcha. but. Um, it, the same kind of rules apply that you obviously like. You can't open it. Yeah, you didn't use it. You, <laughs> you didn't can't run around. go into a match with it or yeah. matchmake once you've bought it because they have to have restrictions. Otherwise, then people would just be, you know, willy nilly. Exactly. Throwing their money around all freely. Number five, and finally on the Roper Report, PlayStation Now is expanding. This is from the European PlayStation blog. We're pleased to announce that PlayStation Now, PlayStation streaming and download service that gives users access to over 600 games at the touch of a button is available in seven extra countries from today. PS4 players in Italy, Spain, Portugal, Finland, Sweden, Denmark, and Norway will be able to instantly stream or download hundreds of amazing games on their console. On console, you have the choice to download PlayStation 4 games to your hard drive. If you decide to stream, you'll be able to pick up right where you left off, regardless of whether you're playing on PS4 or PC, thanks to cloud saving. (laughs) 
And the catalog continues to grow. Every month, more games join the library, and there's no better time to try out the service. In Europe, PlayStation Now is also available in the UK, Ireland, France, Germany, Netherlands, Belgium, Switzerland, Austria, and Luxembourg. Well, it's about time. Yeah, that, that was mainly my thing. I think one of the undercurrents of recent KFGDs has been Xbox, as I always say, you know, getting their ducks in a row, doing all these different stuff, beating their chest, talking about what they're doing. And we always look at PlayStation and go, man, like, what are what is their plan for next generation in terms of streaming, in terms of the cloud? We know PlayStation now is a thing now. It's not something they really promote all that often. It's interesting to see them start to get it into more places, and you wonder what that means going forward. Yeah, it's been fascinating how Microsoft has always had more accessibility worldwide with their system than PlayStation has, despite the fact that there are more PlayStations in the world than Xbox. I was going to say, what do you mean by accessibility? I mean... When you think about online subscription services, whether it be Xbox Live Gold or Xbox Game Pass, sure. it's been available in more territories ah, okay. around the world than PlayStation Now or PlayStation Plus has been. Gotcha. And I always thought it really interesting why PlayStation had these hangups about getting into specific territories. And I'm sure that there's a lot of like a lot of legal, legal things right? on the back end that have a lot to do with that. But I'm like, well, if Xbox is doing it, then there must be a path for PlayStation to do it. And I just maybe it has to do with Microsoft being the parent company versus Sony being the parent company. Who yeah. knows, Greg? Yeah, I, Nobody knows. The shadow, I assume. Well, but, somebody at PlayStation knows. Yeah. I was going to name a name, but then I get in trouble when I do no, that. Probably John Cadera, since he's like, you know, in charge. Well, yeah. Well, I, does he know? Or does somebody underneath him knows, right? And like, then like hands him a memo and then he knows. I, mean, do, do you think, I don't even. I doubt he knows. <laughs> I doubt. I don't. Why? Well, hey, it's like when I ask a question. Why are we? Jim Ryan. Why are we doing something, Joey? Me. Joey tells me and it's in one ear out the other. I don't know why we don't do whatever we do. That's how it works. Andrea. Yes, Greg. I'm excited to see how PlayStation now fits in to the future because streaming is going to be huge. I keep yeah, telling no you. No one's going to buy it, Greg. God damn it. But. <laughs> It's still so far away to see who's right or who's wrong about the streaming future. If I wanted something more immediate, like, say, what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today! Ghost of a Tale on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Truberbrook on PC and Mac. The Caligula Effect Overdose on PlayStation 4, PC, and Switch. Rico on PlayStation 4. The Wizards on PlayStation 4. The Lego Marvel Collection on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. That's three Mar Lego Marvel games in one. I'm in two of them. They didn't pay me to say that. That's just facts. Claybrook <laughs> Switch on Switch. Uh, Exocraft on PC and Mac. Factory Town on PC and Mac. Uh, Lo-Fi Ping Pong on PC. I want to play Lo-Fi Ping Pong. Yeah, you can, do. can you show me it? Is that ever going to come something out in the TurboTax machine? Uh, uh, Bomb Fall on Switch. Little Shopping on Switch. Uh, Hypo, no, Hypno Space Outlaw is a zany but heartfelt tribute to the 90s internet culture from the wonderful mind of Jay Tholen, and it's out on Steam and GOG now for 20 bucks. And then Red Dead Online is getting an update. Let's hear from Rockstar themselves. <laughs> this week's new addition it, to the series, let me try this all again. God, the division's a good game. The, this week's new addition to the series of Spoils of War, a frontier take on capture-style multiplayer. You can launch this new mode using the featured series tile, it, title, no tile, in the Red Dead Online beta launch menu via the quick... All right, this is, in Spoils of War, 2 to 16 players compete in this team-based mode to defend their stockpile and raid each other's. Each team must steal loot from their opponent's base and return it to theirs while defending their own stash. Whichever team steals the most by the end of the match wins. You can take on this new showdown mode across a variety of locations, including Fort Mercer and Valentine. 
As added benefits this week, you'll also get a 20% XP boost on all showdown modes, and winning one Spoils of War match will earn you an extra bonus of eight times dynamite arrows that you can retrieve from the post office or your camp lock box. All right. This is it. Lo-fi yeah, ping pong doesn't look like I was ex- what I was expecting at all. It looks it's exactly uh, like what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be like Pong. All right, go ahead. It's a demo trailer. Just to so just, this is a get, you know very retro, eight bit art style. Oh, here we go. Okay, now it's getting to where I was. Now yeah, this is what I'm go. looking for. I want the lo-fi ping pong. Here we go. Three, two, one. This is a good soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. the ping pong yeah. ball is like four pixels. Bring put this together. to Switch. Bring it to Switch. Lo-fi ping pong for everyone. Thank you, Barry. Yeah. Uh, worth pointing out today, the March episode of Xbox uh, Inside Xbox is dropping at 2 p.m. Pacific. Remember, this is the one that said we'll have exciting news involving Halo: The Master Chief Collection, and the hour-long episode will also feature Daisy, One Piece, uh, World Seeker, and of course, Xbox Game Pass. Halo: The Master Chief Collection mm-hmm. coming to Xbox Game Pass is not already on Game Pass. Well, this is exciting news involving Halo: Master Chief Collection. Period. So what are they adding? There's been rumors. Are they adding Reach? Are they do what? Ooh, like, if what? they added Reach, yeah. I would pay for that right now. Because that's the thing about Halo Master Chief Collection, right? Really rocky launch, and then they continue to add to it over and over again. Would make you it better. call it a rocky launch? Yeah, wouldn't you? No, really? I thought it was excellent at launch. No, wh- uh, I remember a lot of people complaining about. No, there was like you complain. Okay, let's be yeah, clear. I, complaining about the like multiplayer connectivity. Right, where it was yeah. like it was unplayable for like that was the oh, one where. See, like, that's why I didn't care about that. I didn't play player? the multiplayer. Gotcha. I thought what they did with with remastering all all of the Master Chief Halos was really fantastic. Oh sure, no, 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 that, and that was the thing of doing it and where they are now, excellent. But I remember it was like. Tim and it's almost like Greg that yeah. games with a multiplayer online component tend to have difficulty at launch. Sure, yes, that is what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to, uh, you, I'm trying to get. I think it was Justin Davis when we were still at IGN was like that game is going to dominate my life. It's always going to play, and it launched and it couldn't even fucking connect. And then it went on for a while, right, Barrett? Am I wrong? Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. You can give me a link bit. to the problems with it. It went on for a bit. I remember it was like a good like couple month period. But then it's like now it's everybody loves it. It's amazing. It's I just remember when they finally fixed it, like it was it, it felt like it already come and gone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But look, here it is going strong and maybe adding reach and getting Andrea back in. And maybe going to PC. That's reach. the other, the other room. That is the yeah. other room rumor, yeah, that'll be on PC. Is it not on PC? I thought not. it was a play anywhere title. Nope. What? The Master Chief Collection? Yeah, I, I was going through the Microsoft Store actually the other day on my PC because I wanted to play Cuphead, and I could not find the Master Chief Collection. Now anywhere. that is shocking. Yeah. Well. There's a lot of things that can happen with the Master Chief Collection, everybody, and it's going to be very interesting. So that's why right. I'm telling you, look out there for Inside Xbox, or just watch uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily tomorrow, where I'm sure I'll just recap everything. <laughs> True. Uh, speaking of games that are online that have a lot of problems, Fallout 76's DLC has been delayed. This is a tweet from them. It's just today. We're moving the release of the Wild Appalachia. Appalachia? Somebody tried to correct my pronunciation of this before, and I was like, I'm sorry, guys. It's never going to happen. What do you got for me, Barrett? You're leaning in. Appalachia? I forget. <laughs> I thought I had it. Back one day on all platforms. We just need a little more time to brew. Experience the new quest, crafting station, and much more starting now on March 13th. This leads us... To new dates. Crafton uh, Game Union is thrilled to announce that Mistover is coming in the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam in summer 2019. Uh, Mistover comes from the developers of both Terra and PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. This deep, strategic RPG promises dozens of hours of gameplay and systems that ensure no dungeon ever plays the same way twice. Is this from you or is this them? Yes. Oh, no, this is from their press release, but, think, I, but think, I put it into the... Oh, no, it's great. Yeah. It's great context. Think of it. 
as a cross between the mechanics of Darkest Dungeon and the thrilling dungeon crawling experience found in Etrian Odyssey. Okay, I will think of it that way. Greg, I got a, I got help from the chat. Uh, the Cucubus says Appalachia. Oh, okay. What is? <laughs> I thought that was going to be a clarification on Master Chief's woes. No. <laughs> Appalachia, got it. Appalachia. We're talking about the important stuff. Gotcha. Right? World of Warship. I was just going to let that one go, but you know. Hey, man, get out in front of it. That's why we got the you're wrong in the chat, right? <laughs> World of Warships Legends is coming to early access on consoles on April 16th. And then Dead Cells' new DLC, Rise of the Giant, comes out March 28th. And then the nanobiologist wrote into you're wrong, uh, even though <clears throat> it's not a missed new date because you wrote it before we started new dates. Oh, my God, my head. But we did, in fact, not put this in the show notes. Uh, the Hollow Knight Collector's Edition is now available for pre-order through Fangamer.com. It releases May 31st and comes with a bunch of stuff. Okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to read everything No, no, you're doing, fine. you're doing fine. You're doing yeah. <laughs> fine. If you want to go find out, you know, just Google um, Hollow Knight. Time for reader mail. But first, I'm going to tell you, it's brought to you by him. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. And the thing is, once you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. It's easier to keep what you have than to replace what you've lost. That's why you should be like Nick and Andy and go to 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness, and more for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real-world doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. These are well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescriptions backed by science. There's no waiting rooms, no awkward in-person doctor visits. You can save hours by going to 4hims.com, just like Andy and Nick did. They went online, talked to a doctor, sent in some photos, and got matched with the prescriptions to help fight their thinning hair. Isn't that right, Nick? Just yell it. No, no. Oh, you're going to show your hair? Okay. Order now to get a head of hair like Nick you Scarpino. Have to, you have to come back here so you My can listeners, see it in the light. get a trial month of him for just $5 today right now go. while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or the pharmacy. Uh, go, or a doctor. But yeah, okay. <laughs> Did you uh, get go, this from the guy downstairs? Go to 4hims.com <laughs> slash games daily. That's F O R H I M S dot com slash games daily. There it is right there. Hims at work. Hims. That's You're going to like hair. the way your hair looks. I guarantee it. That's not the Hems slogan. No, the Hems slogan. I, they don't have it. It just that's doesn't the, end. That's the men's warehouse. Uh. Oh, it <laughs> is men's warehouse. That's right. Similar. Very similar. You know what I mean? Both Very services similar. for men. All right, get out of here. Get out of here, champ. You know what I'm talking about? Don't worry about it. Uh, we're going to start with Cool. Cho Co, who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Wait, Nick Scarpino still has something to say. Bear, bring up his mic. Hold on. Hold after, on. After you left yesterday, did you see that someone brought a, a cat into the office? Bear, please kill the microphone. <laughs> Kuchoko <laughs> says, what's up, Greg and Andrew? At least I'm assuming it's Greg. Maybe he got too sleepy from playing the Division 2 and is still in bed playing Division 2. I wish. Anyway, last month, we saw Anthem get the staggered release for people that decided to pay for Origin Premiere. This week, we get the Division 2 release staggered between the Gold and Ultimate and Standard Editions. It seems the idea of people seeing streamers play early may push players to just pay the surcharge. Do you think that instead of charging, yep, no, changing the base price of games, that publishers will follow this shift of charging $10 to $20 more from, for some extra skins and 3 to five days of early access to the games slash DLC. Andrea? Yes, Greg. Yes. I don't, you, I don't think this is going anywhere. Do you? No. It's marketing, right? It's marketing 101 and it's it works out fairly well, you assume. It did seem like a lot of people, uh, w with me playing The Division last night, talking about it, tweeting it out, it seemed like I was getting a lot of stuff. It's out already? How are you already playing, right? And then other people coming in, because I was seeing it hours later, and saying, oh, well, it's the gold edition, it's the ultimate edition. If you can do that, you can get in there. Uh, 
It's an interesting one. It's still not like what we talked about with Anthem, right? Where that was like right. It's not a, as a egregious full week. Yeah, where right. it was a full entire. And it week. was platform restricted right. to their yeah. premium to their premium subscription service. Yeah, and that's what made the way that they rolled out Anthem really gross. Not to say that you know early access is in general isn't weird right exactly but i think that this is certainly a less egregious way to go about it to say hey anyone on any platform has the opportunity to buy early access we're not funneling you into our store which is what was happening right you can purchase it from gamestop you can purchase it from best buy you can purchase it from xbox live yeah it doesn't matter where but and then it doesn't matter which platform you're on i think that that's definitely a better way to go about it and clearly it helps them ramp up their online servers so that they're not getting a dump of millions of players at the same time because i mean i still experienced hard crashes yesterday Did where you? i got yeah where okay. i got dumped into a queue like i was in the middle of a match oh wow and the division two it just like hard crashed me to the dashboard and then i had when i rebooted the game back up i had to enter a queue to get back oh in. wow really see that mm-hmm. was what i was i was not amazed by but like last night we did so much and played for so long and it wasn't until the end when Fran was talking to his chat more where he was like, yeah, and I haven't. I was like, oh, yeah, this has been, for the most part, seamless in terms of was, I'm having. Yeah, it was a pretty small group yesterday. Exactly. Though. I'm having texture pop in on signs and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. Even Jen was watching like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's day negative one. It is one whatever. Right. But that was my thing of like in the shower. I was like, oh, man, what a great. And it was it was ran so well. I'm like, oh, wait, Friday, though. Let's see how it runs Friday. I've heard even so far this morning it's gotten substantially worse oh, really? with the open up the kind of floodgates from sure. everybody yeah, who's yeah, got yeah. the Golden Ultimate Editions. But yeah, I think this weekend is really going to be the true test. 100%. And of course, we're streaming Anthem Friday afternoon. So get ready for some Tetris 99, I'm sure, when inevitably <laughs> it's all crashed out and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I do you think that instead of char- changing the base price of games that publishers will follow this shift? 100%. I think that you know, the value of the dollar, your dollar, the gamer's dollar, the consumer's dollar is still such, it's paramount in every conversation we have about games. And that's become clear, obviously, these last few weeks as we've talked to the audience. Um, I think that this is the easiest way for publishers and developers to be like, cool, we want to make more money from you. We, wa- we want you to feel like your money's wor- going to something that's worth it. We, want you to- we don't want to just take your money and gouge you and laugh and smoke our cigars. We want you to feel like you're getting a benefit out of it. And so these staggered releases seem to do that, where it is, you know, last or people were doing it in the chat asking Fran what, what you're getting. And it is, you're getting exclusive skins, you know, like, you know what I mean? New cosmetic items and little backpack danglers, right, that can show that you were there on negative day two or whatever and you're having a great time. But you really are just paying to get the access earlier get into the game you want earlier whether it be a dark zone edition or something like that and i think in some ways that's i mean i think it's i think it's a fair enough trade-off you know or even with anthem when it was a week out i was like that sucks but whatever like it wasn't like backbreaking to me and if i didn't if i hadn't gotten this edition right the one to get in from ubisoft for review if i hadn't gotten that ahead of time I would sit, I would, I mean, I would have paid the money, but that's because Division is that kind of game for me, right? Like, I'm buying my friends copies of the Division so they'll play with me. Right. Like, I mean, it's all about player choice, right? And it's options, not requirements. Mm. And the, see, that's the thing, right? Because right? options, that's a great way to put it, Andrew. God, you're smarter than me. Options versus requirements, right? Because what the other side of this would be, okay, cool, then we're going to give you on launch day a, this is what we talked about of like, would you pay $100 for a game? Like, if, if, if Division 2 was like, Regardless of the cosmetics and the early access, take that out. We think this game's worth a hundred bucks. What would that do to them, right? I think they would look worse. Ubisoft would look worse if that was the one required way, right? 
And now, granted, you could argue, well, no, they could be an optional version there. That is sixty dollars. It's a base game, and up and up and up, right? But what are the what are you? Is it just the cosmetic items that maybe aren't worth the extra twenty dollars? I mean, they're they're saying right now the extra days, early days, are worth your time or worth your money, I should say. Well, I mean, and like the ultimate edition comes with the uh, the year one season pass, and I think that is really where the value is versus just like the cosmetics or the you know special guns that you get at launch. Quite frankly, I don't even think I used the gun that came with the well, addition that, that Ubisoft provided us. But the year one content is the stuff that I think I'm more interested in, the extra assignments, the specialist classes, oh, yes. the other stuff that you get to play in the and game. See, and that's the thing where even that, right, we talked about it on here, even that gets so complicated, right? Because... The season content, like the episodes, right, are all free. They're putting that out for everybody. Correct. But then it is what you're drilling down into with the season pass of, well, cool, you get these extra bounties. You get this extra thing there, uh, caches or something to that effect, I think. It's, it's, everyone's still, this is what I always come back to with the argument of how much a game's cost, uh, you know, online passes, loot boxes, blah, blah, blah. People are still trying to figure it out, obviously. But I still think we're seeing the progression of what, we say as pundits what the audience said what we all say as gamers you see that ripple effect happening where you do see it getting better i think personally and maybe i'm wrong and maybe you have a different opinion and i'd love to hear it kind of funny.com slash kfgd for tomorrow but i do think that as you look out as what's happening i think the division two launching you'd be like cool all the content's free we're still selling a season pass but that is literally just for the icing on this cake we've made and we've made you a giant cake it's true so there's a lot of stuff in there I, I think that I companies like Rockstar are really leading the way there. I sure. think what they did with GTA 5 and GTA Online is truly the gold standard for value in video games. The fact that you get all of GTA 5 in that amazing narrative work that, in that open world that yeah. they built. And then on top of that, you get access to so much, so many activities in GTA Online. I think they really kind of like set the standard as to this is what $60 value should be. And that's why there's like, what, 80 million copies of GTA sold People are worldwide. buying extra copies just to get the shark cards yeah. to do everything else. And not every publisher, not every developer can offer that and can do that or sure. has the technology or, or the resources to build a game like that. But I think if more teams that come from AAA studios can strive to put as much value in the box as possible, 100%. I think gamers would be more appreciative and the industry would be healthier overall. And again, and I'm not, I know you obviously, everybody who watches this or listens to this knows that I've been... Super excited for a division since I platinum division one. Like I mean, I can, I, you just won't stop talking about it, Greg. Too bad. <laughs> it's gonna. <laughs> let me tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, it's gonna be a rough fucking month for you if you don't want to hear about division. All Use right? the timestamps. Just drop out until I get a review copy. of days gone. Uh, no, it, I thought yesterday. It, it, again, you want to talk about like your voice actually being heard? I think so. T- so many times gamers do think that nobody's listening, or you know they see the same mistakes or similar mistakes. Yesterday, the, the Ubisoft and the division put out that tweet that was like their scroll of all the content that's in the division at launch at the, and it was like and they used content in their tweet which was basically you want content we've got tons of content and it is that thing of developers and publishers really realizing what six dollars means to you and how they can hopefully get that from you but make you feel like you're justified in the same way you're bringing up uh, gta right where yeah people were buying other copies of gta on discount to get the card to do the thing but you never heard people being like Holy shit, is Rockstar gouging me? People are happy, it seems, to turn over that money. And I'm sure there's notable flare-ups in the community about this item or that thing. But for the most part, everybody's like, no, they've earned every dollar I've given them. And that's what you want in these relationships. Absolutely. Right, Barrett? 
Uh, sure. Alex D writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, Greg, since you guys are coming to Kansas City March 30th for the kind of funny world tour, you seriously need to check out Uptown if you have time. It's a bar arcade full of retro machines, Casey Brews, plus Killer Queen, and usually Mario Kart Double Dash. Okay. Good tip. Barrett? Put that on my agenda since you won't come and you hate uh, supporting the the fans. I wow. would if I was coming. No, it sucks that you know you just you just can't come. You know what I mean? Just yeah, come for us. Yeah. Blackjack uh, writes in to patreon.com slash kinda funny games and says, Hey Greg and Andrea, what's good? Last week the place the official PlayStation YouTube channel had a multi part documentary about CD Project Red. The final part was about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven with a tease at the end that said it would be coming when it's ready. I found this interesting, as typically these type of developer deep dives are reserved for Sony's first-party studios. Do you think it's possible that Sony is having conversations with CD Projekt Red about a possible acquisition? No. The last studio Sony purchased was Sucker Punch back in 2011, and since then, they've closed several studios. Also, Microsoft has gone on purchasing uh, on a purchasing binge over the past year. It would seem that now would be the time for Sony to spend some of their capital on a new studio. Oh, I will echo Andrea. No, <laughs> there's not, not happening. There's no way in hell they're selling CD Projekt Red. What that is, is totally marketing, right? Where yeah. PlayStation wants you to think that they are exclusive. When you see CD Projekt Red and you see Cyberpunk 2077, they want you to buy it for PlayStation 4. They, they want that commercial to end, right? With the PlayStation logo coming up and the beautiful blue and the best place to play. Like, it's... It, the same thing we saw with Call of Duty back in the day with Microsoft, right? It's it, what you've seen with people trying to partner with Rockstar to get exclusive content earlier. Yeah, maybe that's the deal that you're going to see where it is. Yeah, sure. Cyberpunk 2077 DLC comes a week earlier, a day earlier. And get a special skin on exactly, PlayStation. Right. Have Aloy yeah. in there or whatever. But no, that's that's a very good marketing move from PlayStation that I hadn't been paying attention to. That they're building all these internal team docs. And then they're like, and also here's a CD Projekt. And everybody's like, oh, man. I didn't realize they were working so closely with PlayStation. Clearly, this is the place to get it. And meanwhile, Phil Spencer is like, ah, and he punches his hat. And then what happens? Just money falls out. And then he buys another studio. And then Xbox Two comes around. And it's all streaming. And I laugh at you. I laugh at you, Andrea. And everybody gets excited. Everybody gets excited. I'm sorry. I get I get caught up sometimes. My my place. My, I go places. You know what I mean? Um, I'm looking for. You know, mm, 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 mm. Brums says, hi, Greg and Andrea. Simple question. What are your biggest multiplayer pet peeves when matchmaking with randoms? My current frustration has been players in Apex Le Legends leaving the game immediately after dying, despite any attempt of mine to revive them. Angry Greg voice. I can't keep sticking my neck out there for these flaky cowards. And Greg Greg voice. Thanks for all you do. Gilly Brums. This is a, a great question, and also I I feel your your pain. It's very irritating when people are having a rough go, and instead of sticking it out and trying to you know make a win out of it, they just quit instead. Sure, that happens quite frequently in Gambit, one of the multiplayer modes in Destiny Two, where there's a three round multiplayer mode, and so if you lose the first round, a lot of times people will just leave yeah but i'm like but there's two more rounds we can still turn this around come on do you match make with randoms a lot um now that i am pretty active with the clan i don't sure. generally have to but sometimes i'll be on at like weird, weird hours. hours of the day like yeah. either in the morning or like super late at night or sometimes i just only want to do like a quick match or two so it's not worth it me like pinging the clan chat and being like, oh, who wants to squat up because I'm only going to be on for like 30 minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, totally. I've been in that um, situation for sure. So yes and no, but uh, I decided last night to jump into um, 
the division two, I responded to a call from somebody because nice. people can put out like a, like an SOS essentially to Get come a trophy help them. If you do it. Yeah. And, um, and it was it was okay. I think it, the frustrating part was we clearly were all overpowered for the mission that we were on. Yeah, I thought I was going to be like the high level person coming in and being like, "I'll help you level Here three I person." Yeah, I'm yeah. level ten, um, and it wasn't that way at all. They were all like level nine, and I'm like, "Why do you guys need help doing this? Or why are there three of you? Did or did three of us just happen to all answer the call? Because I sent up the flare like several times yesterday, and nobody, nobody responded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just had to fight through on my own. But um, I think generally, if you're going to do anything that has some kind of cooperative element, I get really frustrated when the people who are in the matchmaking process don't understand that it's a cooperative process. Mm. Uh, like Rainbow Six, for example, that's a game that you really need to work together. Now, I understand that some people can't or don't want to be on voice comms for a variety of re reasons. But it's really challenging to do a game like that that's super squad based if you don't communicate in some for uh, some fashion or have some kind of strategy yeah or even worse if you do team killing which is the worst who would do that a lot of people greg there's a lot of bad people out there well i'm just saying andy had it coming and me and nick thought it would be funny <laughs> uh for me it's bad like the random times i have to it's bad mic management you know what I mean? Like when you jump oh. in, it's it's just like you're playing music and there's like, I'm like, oh my God, oh, jump yes. in and mute you as soon as I can. Or when somebody's eating directly into no, the microphone. No, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was doing that a lot last night. I know I got some complaints on that, um, on what's good. Sometimes I would eat while we're doing the podcast because yeah. it's like two and a half hours long. Sure. So I stopped. Yeah. But well, Kevin still hasn't I never that do while I'm gaming. We were playing, we were, what were we, we were raiding last night? No, it was this weekend. I was playing with some members of the, of the clan and one of the members on our team was eating like in the middle of a multiplayer match. And I'm like, could you eat between matches? Yeah, you got time. You got time in between. Is that a thing? Things. Can I ask that you just focus on what we're doing right now and then you put your food down and eat it while we're loading? I don't know what that person is thinking because. I know you incredibly well. I think we're really good friends. And when I raid with you, it is terrifying. <laughs> I'm just like, what? yes, yes, Sergeant, whatever you want. <laughs> like, yeah, just tell me, can I go to the bathroom now? I have to go to the bathroom now. <laughs> Time for a required reading, which we rarely ever do. This one comes from Kotaku. Uh, teenagers say EA brushed off reports of sexual harassment by Sims influencer. This is Gita Jackson. I'm going to read the opening paragraph. Last week, a Sims streamer and YouTuber in EA's Game Changer program was accused by several people in the community of sexually harassing minors online. Although he stepped down as a Game Changer on March 5th, people in the Sims community are still left wondering why it wasn't addressed months ago. Because some of the people who say they were victimized by him say they reported his actions to the Sims development team in December of last year. Multiple teenage boys say that a member of the EA Game Changer program who goes by the handle Dylan Sims used his status to prey on them. Uh, obviously, if you've ever watched Kind of Funny Games Daily, you know I'm a huge fan of Gita. She does amazing work over at Kotaku. This is uh, no exception. It is a gigantic piece uh, that goes on, and I just caught it before we went live. It was a thing of, I in our video game commentary show, there's not much commentary we can give this. Uh, don't be... A fucking monster and if someone has victimized you speak out about it please don't be afraid to uh, I think it's a it's a chilling read for sure uh, I'll be interested to see any ripples and ramifications from it but I think it's you know we talk about so much fun stuff on the show and obviously then we do talk about unfun stuff with layoffs or this that and the other this is like such a dark thing that's influencing at least on the edges of our world I thought I should bring it up but not necessarily focus on it but 
I think everybody should head over to Kotaku. Check that out. It's Gita's uh, report on this sexual harassment by Sims influencer. Time to squad up. This is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash games. You give me your name, username, platform choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody has fun together. Today, Brandon needs help. It is a, his username is real life squad up. Uh, he's giving me. It's like a roommate matching site. Oh, okay. It's a roommate matching site. <laughs> his roommate matching name is gun, G-U-N-N. 11 double zero double six so one one zero zero six six uh what's up kind of funny games daily my name is brandon and i'm looking for roommates at the university of central florida downtown campus union west the dorm opens in the fall so if you are interested in rooming with a kind of funny best friend hit me up my name on the roommate matching site is gun g-u-n-n one one zero zero six six that is some next level roommate sourcing if this fucking that. works I need to know about it. You need to send us a photo. I need to know all about this if this works. I and I want photos. Yeah, you guys chilling out. We you will guys send can both you, be wearing your kind of funny shirts. I will send you Kevin to help move you in. <laughs> Do it. I don't think he'll do it. I mean, he would, he would, but he'd be really grumpy about it and then act like he hates it, even though he loves it. And then I'd hear about it for six months. And it'd probably cost you a lot in hamburgers. Also true. Or he would just have hamburgers for you in all his pockets. (laughs) Andrea, we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screwed up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash Kind of funny games. Roosterteeth.com. Podcast service around the go. Uh, I'm going to start with Danny Vic, Danny Vic Todd, who says uh, 343 Industries has confirmed there will be no Battle Royale in Halo Infinite. Their quote was, the only BR in Halo in... The only BR in Halo... Oh, he means infinite. Is the battle rifle. Sorry, you, you didn't spell out infinite there. and it, it threw me, so there you go. Uh, interesting, I didn't know that. Uh, come on guys uh, okay there's that okay, we're caught up to where that is now um, there's a lot of opinions in here uh, okay hold on nanobiologist says uh, co-op had Co-op also had connection issues in the Master Chief Collection. Uh, the Master Chief connect- Collection launched with some players suffering from severe server problems with major lag and matchmaking trouble from the beginning. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. That's just, uh, that co-op falls under multiplayer, though. Sure. No, I, no I, I was just, I had asked for a clarification and somebody to spell it out. So mm-hmm. that was it for me. Uh, here we go. Nanobiologist says, Appalachia. Okay, good to know. Um, that one's not true, by the way. The one that you have highlighted, I looked it up. Oh, I was moving on. That's not <laughs> that's not factual enough for me. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a good Kotaku article on Master Chief Collection being screwed up from Adrian. Um, Oh, okay. I Am Legend says, you said you're going to stream Anthem on Friday. I think you mean Division 2. You're correct, I do. Um, are we streaming that Friday? Of course, Yeah, we are. It's on the Hell calendar. Yeah. Afternoon. You going to play with me? Hell yeah, I'm fucking Andrew, down. you playing with me? Yeah, I'm in. Cool. Kevin probably too then, I guess. I should probably check my calendar first. Uh, All right, cool. That's it. Good enough. 
Good enough indeed. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow it is Widow Wednesday. Thursday, it's me and O'Neal J. Johnson. Friday, it's me and Steve Saylor. This, of course, is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, watch later. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Listen on podcast services around the globe. Uh, yeah, I nailed it all. Andrea, are you streaming The Division 2? You hinted you might. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go home and um, take care of just a couple business emails because, okay. as you know, okay. the Game Developers Conference begins very, very soon. And a lot of people are trying to book me now. <laughs> like, no, no. The well, schedule's like my, locked. My the schedule's schedule done. done. It's over. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, Goodbye. I, I maybe can squeeze you in at PAX. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then this afternoon, I think. Why not? I've already done my hair. Perfect. Got makeup on my face. If you're still going this evening, I'll join you. Yeah, for okay. sure. Cool. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.